Uh, I think to make it the easiest, uh, I'll just kind of go through a pod and everybody from the pod, who's presenting the pod, just kind of come up and say, hi, my name is, and what your addiction is. No, totally kidding. Uh, just <laughs> introduce yourself. That'd be great. My name is what? <laughs> my name is what? <laughs> All right, wicked, wicked. Uh, so, Slim Shady. L- let's go. Uh, we have uh, Simply Soccer in the house today, so Simply Soccer, please introduce yourselves. Hello. Yeah, I am uh, the host of Simply Soccer, producer and whatnot, all the technical stuff. Um, Thanks, Dave. Shout out to Eliazar House because taught me what I know about the tech stuff. Um, But of course, my co-host, Christian Conway, the one, the only. Good evening. I hope you're enjoying uh, this live pod with your favorite beverage as we wage on in terms of the the season that was 2020. Um, (laughs) My name is Christian. I am the the worser half of Simply Soccer. How uh, <laughs> dare you? I try to add at least some horribly misguided tactical opinions, and every single week I'm reminded that I would never be a good coach of the LA Galaxy. So I don't know. I don't know. These days, you might. I, I mean, I don't want to throw you under the bus, Christian, but we'll have you be coach. Uh. <laughs> I don't think that's a, as much of a problem uh, as it used to be. <laughs> following up Simply Soccer, we have Elias our house today. How you guys hey, doing? Hey, what's going on? What's going on, everybody? We are Ellie is our house, myself, and my one of my co-hosts, uh, Lewis, was down there in the chat somewhere. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, our, our third co-host, Bobby, could not be with us tonight. Uh, he came down with a really bad migraine, uh, and I, I suspect uh-huh. that it's uh, partly because he didn't want to put Zoom on his uh, computer. <laughs> or, <laughs> That's a migraine. <laughs> or, uh, or maybe because it was his birthday and he partied a little bit too hard. So happy birthday <laughs> to our Happy birthday. Bobby. Happy uh, birthday, Bobby. Happy birthday, Bobby. Down. I'll birthday, throw it to Hey, what's up, guys? This is uh, Lewis, and uh, really happy to be here. Um, first time on uh, on a video. Our podcast is mostly audio. As you can tell, I have a face that's made for audio podcasting and not the video. <laughs> so uh, kind of a weird thing for me, but uh, very glad to join uh, all the other podcasts here. It, it's, uh, it's truly a sight to see uh, all of us here at one time doing exactly what we love to do um, every week and... Um, it, it, this is just great. Love it. Yeah, no, listen, uh, I know I know for, for Simply Soccer and Elizar House, you guys are not really in, you know, do a lot of video, but appreciate you guys coming online and coming on the video. So extreme. Uh, really appreciate that. Uh, moving on, we got first to five. How's it going? Oh, you're um, muted. muted. You're muted. 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 Oh, Alex, you're uh, muted. My bad. <laughs> my bad. Hey, everybody. I'm Alex, first to five. I produce most of the videos we see. We're not really a pod, but we talk to the fans after the game to get the uh, drunken fan response, apparently. Uh, but I try to find sober fans as well. I think I'm on here because we needed one person to defend each other today. So <laughs> that's let's go. I'm, and uh, we need one person to actually really talk about soccer. So that's why I brought Jamie on. Jamie? Uh, I'm just here to say the obligatory fuck Jordan Morris. And uh, <laughs> also fuck... LAFC, but uh, yeah, no, we interview drunk fans. I drunk interview drunk fans. It's really good. It's good yeah. times. It sounds like fun. It sounds like Until fun. It comes back on video and I have to see myself <laughs> and I'm like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these guys need an introduction, but Corner of the Galaxy is with us today. How you guys doing? Hey, thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm Josh Gessman, if, uh, if any of you are new to it. Um, just, just very honored to be here with you all. Uh, you're all amazing people. Uh, also have my, uh, my wonderful co-host, the hammers here as well. So, uh, Erica, make sure you say hi and, and yeah, but still. 
So yeah, I'm uh, I'm Eric Vieira, also known as uh, the Portuguese Hammer. Uh, Shut up, Hammer. <laughs> uh, co-host with uh, corner of the galaxy on thursday night so excited to join everybody again it's it's kind of crazy i've missed out on some other megapods super pods so it's exciting to to get my first one under my belt here and, and to join everyone and get all the different perspectives and uh, we could all laugh and cry together over this last galaxy season there you go uh and, you know moving right on we got riot Squadcast with us today how you guys doing it do baby boo uh thank you uh, for guys for, thank you guys for hosting this uh appreciate it. i know it's it's a headache to get i mean three people together and let alone getting like 17 people seventeen thousand people to get on on one stream and and be a little cohesive today so thank you guys for for hosting uh my name is ed i am the host i guess <laughs> uh mainly just keeping uh tucker to under three hours hopefully on, on any given wednesday night um unfortunately chris cannot be here uh he has come down with covid so if you guys want to go give him a, a tweet or a message uh giving him some 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 uh he would be with sure uh and then just you know go praise robin frazier because i'm sure he'll talk to you for like three hours if you do that too <laughs> and then we're joined by uh by producer ben um Unfortunately, he's on camera today, so you guys are, uh, watching for the next two and a half hours. Yes, this whole camera thing is kind of new to me. I usually, you know, I'm controlling the cameras, trying to point it at Ed, trying to make him look skinny, which is always difficult. But you know, possible. But okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel it's great to be here. I'm, I, I mean, and this is great to see. We talked about it a little bit before before we went live. But I remember like the first Superpod and the Megapod, like where it was like six people in this little studio that we have over here. And now it's like a million people on Zoom. So it's great yeah. to see. It's great to be here. It's great to not have to host. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about I that. Feel like, um, I feel like I feel like in Chris's absence, we need one Chicha. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we can do that at least 20 times in this episode. So and it was brought up. And we have, of course, we we have our best friends, uh, Nagney's in the house. How you guys doing? We love you. Nice. Way, to, <laughs> way to talk us up. Um, familiar with being last in the podcast world, uh, but thanks. <laughs> thanks for everyone for being here. We're excited to be here. Like Rudy said, we are news across the galaxy. We talk, obviously, all things LA Galaxy. My name is Eddie, and I'm super excited to be here. Spenny is right next to me. Say what up, Spenny. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and we had to give ourselves a chance, so we took the beautiful Brian off camera, but he's here around. Ooh. What do you do, baby? You, you sexy motherfuckers. That is, that is I miss his face. Him Put him on. I say, that was give the first some, misstep some, of the night. Yeah. <laughs> I miss his face so much. <laughs> and as you know, guaranteed with Brian. Come on. Give, give, him look, give, him look, give him a look. And as you know, we're straight from the Sam's. We're straight from the Sam's. I'm Rudy at I'm Smarts across all socials with my man, Masa, the man with the facts. Masa, how you doing tonight? What it do, baby? I'm just here so I won't get fined. Well, it's two of us. Uh, seems like we're all here. We're all here with, with some of us missing, but we're here. I know Angel's in the chat, so we're, we're good there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he's definitely loud in the chat. You know, so oh, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad there's somebody there. But but again, you know, thanks thanks for coming through. Thanks for for joining us. Thanks for giving us some time. You Sunday night. It's really dope. Uh, the fact that you guys all signed up to talk about the Galaxy's 2020 season for a couple hours it's kind of wild. Like, you know, I didn't think we we're gonna have this many people just because you know, season's over. It's kind of time to not talk about it. But we're here. We're here. Um, 
So I want to start off with this, right? Um, when the season was about to kick off, I looked, I looked at the roster, I looked at the team, and I was in high hopes. I really felt like, okay, this, this bunch of players seemed like they could figure it out. On paper, they looked like they could do something. Um, and that, you know, hindsight, retrospect 2020 and all that. But at them, you know, before the season kicked off, I thought it was great. Uh, where were you guys at before the season kicked off? How was that for you guys? Were you guys in the same boat? You guys questioning what, what was going on? I think we were, we're counting preseason. Mostly on the same boat. I mean, I, I think we had the we had that first megapod after the uh, Victoria Block Party, and we were all talking about how we can build on 2019. You know, um, we made the playoffs for the first time in, in after two years absence. Um, you know, hoping to get into at least the Western Conference final and thinking that, okay, Zlatan is gone. We don't have to give him the ball at every, you know, opportunity we get the ball. We can now yeah. play as a team. We can start moving the ball around. We can have more rhythm. GBS can finally put his style in play. Um, you know, Pavon can set up uh, Chicha the whole time and he can have <laughs> nothing but tap-ins. And then the season started. Yeah, well, listen, before, before we get into the season start, I just kind of want to get some pre, pre-season thoughts. Uh, Simply Soccer, somebody shoot me uh, uh, your thoughts on before the season started. Yeah, I'll start us off. Um, I was actually cautiously optimistic. I think Christian feels the same way uh, in terms of, I mean, you, you just had, I mean, we're going to talk about Katai, right? Like, you had so much optimism, and I mean, I'm not a Chicha fan, so I was already, like, not sure how things were going to go once Zlatan was gone. Um, but cautiously optimistic. I mean, you know, you, you are excited. You, you know, you're like, this is the beginning. Like let's, let's shake off everything else and and let's move forward with this. Um, Christian, go ahead. Well, I also think, you know, you look at what had happened the season before, you know, the galaxy make a playoff that, you know, they, they win an away playoff game, which in this league is kind of an albatross thing that happens, you know, it's, it's, it's very rare. And then, you know, obviously losing Ibrahimovic was changes the way that we look at how the galaxy were going to operate but i think a lot of us did feel that you know i mean making a bet on a 39 year old dude on a you know torn acl and lcl you know like that's a big gamble to make like so maybe that's a smart gamble to kind of just say all right well if it doesn't work for us it doesn't work but at least we're bringing in chicharito and you watch that video that 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 vlog that he has that weird uh relationship vlog that he's got <laughs> yeah i i that's it's a, so weird yeah <laughs> but he and he he delivers that that one where he calls his parents right and says you know i have so much more to give i believe in this like i believe i still have something and you just felt this is the environment for him like the biggest club in mls you know he's arguably the biggest player mexico has had like arguably i know that's an argument but you know he's in there yeah just felt gbs finally had some of the pieces that he needed and you know yeah, losing Pablo Alvarez was kind of a bit of a disappointment, but he gets, you know, like a lot of, you know, he's got the midfield he wants. He's, you know, it just feels a little bit more balanced. Yeah. I didn't think we were MLS Cup contenders, but I definitely could have talked myself into it. But I did feel like playoffs were the base expectation and playoffs had to be the base expectation. And yeah. that was kind of where I was going into the season. Yeah, I, I had similar, I had similar thoughts. I know, I know some of the boys, and, and I let Masa talk for himself in a minute about this. They didn't feel the same way, but I also know the Nag boys. They they had uh, thoughts on 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 Chicharito from the jump and and how the season was was going to go. So preseason, what were you guys thoughts? If you guys can remember that far, because it's been like three years since it happened. I I, uh, <laughs> I trusted in the fact that Pavon can provide service to Chicha, but besides all of that, I felt that this was the most complete roster 
that we had in about three or four years because you had a proven general in the in the center mid with Jonah. We expected a lot more from Jonah this season. You had a legitimate right wing, which we haven't had in about two or three seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense was still questionable, but you at least brought in some experience with Insua, some league experience with Danilo. And I was expecting the defenses of other teams to be spread out with a player like Katai, you know, dominating the right wing, Bavon getting his one-on-one opportunities against any defender. I'm going to take that. I I would bet any amount of money that I can afford that Pavon was going to get the best out of any defender on the one-on-one. So for me, it was, we had a more complete roster. We didn't have so many players on loan. We weren't borrowing players. We were signing a team to compete for a title. Well, yeah, it's, we freak. The thing is going into the season, I was optimistic because I totally rid off uh, Slatan being that crutch. And I thought, you know, this is GBS's team now. He's going to come in, implement his style, and we're going to, we're going to be the team to beat. Um, it was, it was more of that than the signings and everything else. You know, Katai was obviously, we know what happened there, but you know, we, he was a proven league player with MLS player uh, that didn't play out exactly the way we wanted it to. Um, but yeah, it was mostly the GBS had me confident. I even was w- ready to give Chicha a chance as much as I didn't want him at the beginning. I thought, you know what, simple temp. It's just like everyone probably thought he'd get from Pavon, but yeah, that didn't go. Yep, we've seen that. Uh, Ryan Scott cast. What do you guess? Um, I, I think uh, I think Michelle had it perfectly. I think that's what we even we were talking about in the beginning of the season is, you know, cautiously optimistic. Um, you see they really didn't do much to improve the defense. I mean, they brought in Insula. Um, I mean, and that was pretty much it. Um, I think no one really thought we would get what we got out of um, – I'm sorry. Excuse me. I, I didn't think we got out of, like, Depew uh, and, you know um, – Araujo, like I don't think we, I don't think anyone really saw what those guys were gonna, you know, come out and, and amazing for us. And then, uh, you know, midfields, you had Jonah who, <laughs> coming off last year, you're like, all right, this is gonna be his year. He's gonna show that he's gonna be the best, you know, center defensive mid in, in the league. And then we saw that was a disappointment. It was, I think this this season can be can be summed up in just disappointment. I mean, you had disappointment yeah. from from. Chicha, you had disappointment from, you know, the front office. You had disappointment from just letting in goals. Um, yeah. So it was just yeah. a, a season. And then this is a season of disappointment. I think that's kind of the, the – you can sum it up that way. Yeah. yeah. I, I, th- I think that's perfect into it too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I think going into it, I mean, there wasn't anybody on the show who didn't think that we weren't going to make the playoffs. Everyone thought the playoffs was a shoe-in. You know, I mean, it, yeah, nobody figured we would miss it as bad as we did. Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, first to five. Hit me with uh, something. Yeah, I really thought Pavon was going to have a uh, – well, I think I called it on the last uh, Megafather. I thought he was going to MVP this year of the league. I thought that now that it was Otangano was going to be his team, I think uh, Jonah was going to, uh, you know, step up leadership more, and we were going to get a lot of, uh, you know, balls from the right and left to Chicha for tappins. Uh, I thought that the lowest – the worst that could happen was us losing in the first game of the playoffs. I really didn't see – uh, the I, I thought the style of play was going to change with with, with uh, 
GBS was going to put in implement his style, which now I don't even know what that is anymore, which I thought I knew in the preseason. And uh, it was going to be, I thought our defense was going to let balls in, but I thought because of the, of the, of the play on the wings, getting the ball to Chicha, we we're just going to score more. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think, Jamie? Um, I agree. I actually, I wrote an entire blog for uh, MLS Aces podcast about the drama in my own life of being a fan of Galaxy, but not a fan of Mexico. And the whole Chicha, I was a fan of United, Manchester United with Chicha. Then I hated him with Mexico. And then I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready to love him again. Let's embrace this. Let's <laughs> let's just go all in. Let's be all in on Chicha. I was ready to go. Like I, I, I really thought that he, what he never going to be Zlatan level, never going to have 25 plus goals. But I thought it's a good 15, 15 to 20, maybe going to have a good time. We're going to cross on the ground, on the yeah. ground to a five yeah. foot nine striker. I thought we were good, yeah. but uh, yeah. We saw how that went, right? Um, yeah. Missing anybody? How many, how oh. many of us thought that Chicha wasn't going to get less than 15 goals? Who thought he would get less than 15? Yeah, no. We, we were seeing 20 at least. I thought he'd be riding 15. I, I, well, I, I, think think we said, I think we said for him not to be a bust, he would have to go somewhere between 15 and 20. That's yeah. what we I had said. <laughs> that's where, that's where, I just want everyone to know that's where our hopes were. Yeah. And yeah. a minimum of 15, hopefully. Yeah. But um, I also, but I think also when you're when you don't have a guy like Zlatan who is definitively your goal scorer, you're not looking for anyone else to contribute. You are only going to him. There's a, a different expectation on your players. When you don't have that guy, you do expect more players to be contributing yeah. goals throughout the. One hundred percent. You spent Jonah to have five, you know, five or six. You spent Sebastian to have like eight or nine, whatever, you know, like without Slanton, you expect people to play. Yeah, but your team still plays like they have a seven foot nine forward up top. (laughs) Yeah, let's get a let's let's get a let's get corner of the galaxy in here. Uh, So, I think we all we all figured that a lot of it had to to lie with Chiarito's performance and output before the season started. What were the thoughts? You know, Chicharito included, everything else included. Corner of the Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody else, I think everybody was was correct. You should have been optimistic. Um, I know that there's a lot of backseat driving that goes on right now with Slothon and saying, oh, well, he should have stayed and all that stuff. I'm still a believer that um, that you guys are 100% right. He, he, he's older. You were taking a little bit of a risk in sort of doing that. But also, he didn't like people on this team and the people on the team didn't like him and he may be a happy family in Milan and doing all those wonderful things. And he's a freak of nature for doing all that. But looking at this team and what it was whenever he left and what they did to sort of, you know, put together, I thought was a, a more deep roster. It made sense that they were going to move on and that everybody was going to be happy. And, and for Chicharito, I mean, I, I think we all have the same sort of, idea that mls is not one of the top leagues in the world i don't know if that's shocking to everybody um but that that somebody who is coming into mls and who has been a proven goal scorer in other places should still be able to produce at the lower level that the mls is eric what did did you have yeah that's kind of the the one thing that i think gets lost a lot in the shuffle is that 
you know, the should have kept Zlatan, Zlatan could have stayed around and that hindsight being 20. I think the part that you mentioned, Josh, that uh, it's important to highlight is Zlatan not necessarily wanting to be here either. And that he was, he was ready to go too. So even if he wanted to keep him and throw a bunch of money at him, uh, there was that question of, did he really want to stay here? And all those reasons you mentioned before, but I, I was kind of in, in the same boat, like Rudy said, from the very beginning, we've all kind of been circling around the same points. We were, we were optimistic and thinking, okay, maybe some things could work. You knew you were never going to replace uh, the goal production, but at the same time, you, you were hoping that, uh, you know, other players would step up and it just didn't happen. Pavone, uh, you know, we were expecting big things because you didn't get him for a full season last year. So mm-hmm. you thought with well, a full season, he's going to have time and he's going to, you know, really going to wreak havoc. And he had a decent year, but he just didn't have the support uh, looking back. But I, I think expectations for Pavone, he, he was probably the closest to meeting expectations out of any anyone on this roster. Um, but everyone else, I think, fell pretty far short uh, of the expectations. I don't, I don't want to keep going into the, the chicha session. I think everyone said everything <laughs> that needs to be said uh, about it. We've covered all, unless someone wants to uh, completely go a different direction with it. Well, Masa, what was your thoughts? And, and now, and I am saying that just because I know towards the end of the season, you were really sour. Uh, remind me, do you remember I'm what your, sa- I'm still sour, Doug. <laughs> I, I know uh, at the beginning of the season, was that the same tone? I, I don't remember. Um, yeah, I expected a lot, you know, and it's crazy because looking back now, you're like blinded by loyalty mm-hmm. because obviously this roster is not as good as the roster last year. It's not even close. We lost so many key players and then we lose Katai at the beginning of the season and replace them with no one. Yeah. And Listen, it, it, what, okay, I'm sorry. what are we going to do? We lost like three, three starters, you yep. know, Polenta, Fabio, and, you know, you go into the season thinking, oh, we're going to be better than last year none of those players got replaced. So you're just blinded by loyalty and, you know, it, it, it's whack that, well, I mean, we didn't listen, play it, the way we should have. And I think I'll, I'll start transitioning over now with this, but um, I have I have issues with what you're saying, right? Because I think, I think if you look at 2019, maybe, yes, the roster is different, right? But that roster was built to win it that year, right? Like, I, I think they put it all in so we could win a chip for, for Slatan. Whereas this year, I felt like they 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 tried to adjust some places where we could see players for for the next couple of years that were supposed to give us better results, right? And kind of build on something. Uh, unfortunately, I, I I don't see that, and I think, ah, you know what? Uh, let, let's transition in. Um, <laughs> this year I had so many so many different things going on uh, with a lot of move a lot of moves for the galaxy. No more slot down, bringing Chicharito. We have different players. It seems like they're building something, and boom, the world just kind of gets flips upside down, COVID hits us. I want to have this conversation, right? Because I am torn in between giving COVID a lot of, a lot of responsibility on what happened to the galaxy. And at the same time, I see other teams doing a lot under the same circumstances. So it's kind of hard for me to gauge it. Let's, let's have this, this COVID-19 situation. Uh, and let's try to keep it high level. So, so we don't kind of, you know, let's keep it high level. How much of, uh, of, of, the bad season is caused by COVID. Uh, and let's start I, off with, with uh, Luis. You have your hands up, so go ahead and on you well, first. Well, I have my hand up for another point. We'll, we'll come oh. back to the, the to the Chicha thing. I know what we eventually will. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, as far as the COVID thing, I mean, I get it. It's an extremely tough obstacle for anybody to overcome. But as you said, every other team in the league had that same obstacle in front of them. And some of them were able to flourish. Um, I find it half an excuse. 
Um, at the end of the day, we had no idea this was going to happen. And we were, like you said, we were prepared to go forward with the roster that we had. We thought we had a better roster. We thought we had a, uh, a more complete team from, you know, from top to bottom. So there was really no excuse. But before the whole COVID thing happened, as for me personally, I lost faith in the team on the home opener because the home opener is when I felt, you know what? I'm seeing the exact same thing as I saw the previous year, maybe even two years, and nothing has changed. And that's where I pretty much um, lost faith in the team, in the coach. Um, so to me, the, the COVID thing doesn't really matter because once the MLS uh, is back tournament kicked off, I said, we're going 0-3. And there's there's no way you're convincing me otherwise. And you know, if it wasn't for a last-second goal, that would have held true. Yeah. Uh, anybody have a, a opinion that goes against what, what Lewis shared? Oh, uh, Josh, let's go. <laughs> yeah. All the hands went up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, no, no. I, I just think it's not so much goes against, but I would say it has a huge effect on this season. And if you talk to, and maybe they're using it as an excuse, but if you talk to, to Dennis and you talk to, you know, the guys who are trying to put rosters together, they talk about how this was, I mean, it, it was perfect. It made perfect sense. A bunch of guys got transferred out and there weren't a lot of replacements. We know that. Um, we also know that they had plans for that in both the spring because that, that window stays open all the mm -hmm. way until, you know, like the, I don't know, like the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth game, um, whenever the transfer window, we also know that they had had some eyes on people in that first transfer window. We also know that they had people in that summer transfer window that they were going to try to backfill and sort of make deeper. And we saw that the one guy that they were able to get in took like, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten weeks actually get brought in during during covid so um i think it's impossible to sort of say yeah i mean covid didn't have a large effect on this team but i think that if you're looking at it from the management point of view that they were going to go and make more moves um it was an incomplete team it wasn't as incomplete i think as as they started the season with certainly whenever you don't have a striker um whenever you you lose your right wing there there were some holes there that certainly opened up but the covid had a huge impact on their ability to one scout people bring people in transfer windows all that stuff really did slow things down um and i think the teams you saw being successful in major league soccer this year didn't have as much turnover or at least got their turnover done in the off season more than anything yeah. yep yep Chris, uh, Christian, you you, you want to follow up with that? You want to put your yeah, two I, cents? I, I think Josh made kind of a point that I was going to make with with Yoni Gonzalez, which is that you know here's a guy that we we see in a couple games at the end of the season, and it's clear he's making an impact, and it's clear he's 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 looking. Good. I mean, Jonathan uh, Jonathan Klinsman as well changes completely the, the 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 position of goalkeeper for the Galaxy. And we only get them because of, you know, visas and because of the whole entire arduous transfer process. And then there's, you know, then you add on quarantine and you add on different, you know, regional restrictions, depending on where they're coming from and, and, and what have you. It, it does really change the operation of transfers. And also, again, to Josh's point, I mean, we're looking at the global transfer window, not just in MLS, but in every league in the world, completely shattered because financially, who's yeah. betting you know, 50 million, 60 million on a player? No one is because... You don't know what your revenues are going to look like next year. You don't know any of your financial situations, you know, advertisement deals, what have you. Like it, it does affect the way that a roster is built. And then th what should have happened is there should have been increased reliance on the Academy. There should have been increased reliance on uh, Los Dos, which I think we saw with Carlos Harvey being signed to the full team and stuff like that. It, it, it does feel like 
there were avenues that could have been used, but there weren't enough avenues to ensure that some level of success. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of valid points. Um, but, but let me let me let me play devil's advocate here. Um, I think COVID has an impact, but then somewhere in between the season, in the middle of the season, the Galaxy figured it out. I mean, they really figured it out. I mean, it's my opinion. They really figured it out. And then the same way they ramped up and figured it out, they kind of fall off and forget about it, right? Um, so, you know, I can't say yes or no when it comes to, like, how much the COVID impact because I'm torn in between these. Part of me says, yes, there's a lot having to do with it. Some of it is like, but but these are the reasons that, no, hard, hard, hard to figure that out. Uh, let me see. Uh David, jump in. Oh, oh uh, hammer, go for it. Go yeah, for it. And then we go to uh, Michelle and then David. How about that? You're, you're speaking my language with uh, playing it down the middle, kind of it being a little <laughs> bit of both. I think w- what happened was after the MLS's back tournament, I think the Galaxy kind of resigned from that point that COVID killed their season. I think when the games, oh, after the openers and after the it blocked out. And then some of those deals of people that they thought were going to come in the spring fell through uh, and they didn't happen. I think at that point, and then having a poor showing at the tournament and then not firing GBS at that point, I think they were kind of resigning and saying, you know what, this year, it's a throwaway year. It's a weird season. We don't know what's going to happen. And it took, uh, you know, a seven game, six game, seven game winless streak, uh, you know, to get GBS fired It almost like you needed that big of a disaster for him to, to get fired. I think if he didn't have that horrible of a performance, they would have ridden it out and just kind of thrown it away this year. So I think COVID had a huge impact on the season. I think it's part of the reason. Now the question on should it have, or should it not have? I think that's a different question altogether, but I think somewhere after the MLS's back tournament, even though they did go on a good run, I think they, it's either the front office or, or Dennis, or there were some kind of uh, bargaining that they made themselves that the season was going to be a throwaway. I think, uh, you know, somewhere in the middle of the year, th- they realized that just this this was not a year uh, that yeah. the big, th- big things were going to happen. Yeah, uh, and 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 just just to kind of lay the ground lay the groundwork, uh, Yoni transfers and GBS is firing. Uh, all things we're going to touch a little further. I just kind of want to talk about COVID for a second. Uh, but Michelle, go ahead and uh, speak your truth. <laughs> Yes, thank you. Uh, no, everybody's made really valid and, and really good points, but you know, I contend that the good streak that we had, um, I love my team, but I got to criticize them where it's due. I think as they should, and as other teams in MLS show you that they'll punish you when you make mistakes and the galaxy at that time, you know, JDS was out on injury and they had to figure out something else. And I contend that they were playing teams that were sucking too well in the bubble so i it's hard for me to assess and to say that the galaxy were doing well when you also have the fatigue of playing like the same teams over and over um not to say that that covid of course didn't have an effect on everybody but again you're you're just looking at you know gbs's reactions during that cup Mm. where he's sitting there and it's a meme now i mean there's so many memeable moments on this team now but you have GBS sitting there just like rubbing his face and like just looking super defeated. That is not the face of a coach. That is not the reactions that you want from somebody. I don't care if they're playing in a bubble. I don't care if it's COVID times or regular times. That is not the way. And I think that by then, you know, you start hearing rumors that 
Um, <laughs> GBS has, had lost the locker room. And you, I mean, it just starts to be evident in, in that case. And I, I don't know, I don't think it's an anomaly. Um, I'm sure that Christian and I have many points on our pod about how, how the galaxy had figured it out and what was working at that time. And then that's exactly what happens when you're worried about, it. it's like, you know that Yoni is going to be a great guy. You know that Jonathan Dos Santos, you know, is going to come back in and what's going to happen to that chemistry now. And so that's what I think um, happened. I think that guys like Traore and Dunbar and Efrain got chances that they didn't normally have because other guys were out. Um, so I think that there's, there's a lot of things going on with this season and it, it's not just to say that it's just COVID. All right. So I'm going to have my first sidebar. As soon as David gives me his opinion, I got my first sidebar of something she said. Uh, David, go ahead. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, throw get liven everything up and, and go with some some super hot takes here. Um, COVID <laughs> had l- very little to do with the way the Galaxy season uh, was impacted this year. The COVID, I think, uh, the Galaxy was one of the least impacted teams due to COVID because you have to remember Colorado. Dallas, Nashville, LAFC, Miami, all missing players because of COVID, either by choice Atlanta. or by Atlanta, either by choice or by, by uh, you know, because they were um, uh, infected. And so they had to, to be away from the teams. The Canadian teams all had to be away from their homes for months on end. So none of that stuff happened in the Galaxy. We, I, As far as we know, we didn't have a single player test positive. We didn't have anybody output, you know, put out uh, or, or be away from the comfort of their 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 home and, and their family and all that, I think what really impacted the galaxy this year was always going what is what was always going to impact the galaxy. It was a poor roster build. It was injuries. It was a lack of readiness on some players, Chicharito in particular, um, and, and just like a lack of focus and a lack of mint of, of winning mentality and something that we've been talking about for effort. As long as we've been a podcast, I think our culture is broken. The cult, the galaxy culture is broken. We, we are not what we were. We don't know what we are anymore. And nobody that's there is, is willing to make any of that a priority. So I think that we would have had the same season regardless of COVID. Hot takes. Hot takes. No, I, I agree. I agree 100% with, with, uh, with David. It's, you're, you're saying that. My landline. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you're, you're trying to say with with that roster, if Danilo wouldn't have got hurt, whatever happened with Katai wouldn't have happened, uh, that we would have been a, a better, a way better team or a playoff team or uh, a convincing team to the fans. Nah, I don't, I don't buy none of that. Other teams made moves uh, during COVID, not the greatest moves, but they were able to make moves. And the best you could do is Johnny. I understand that Johnny was a bit of a difference, but he wasn't. He didn't shake it up for us at all he didn't change the game he just came in and filled in a spot that we were thin in and yeah it's that i i agree with with uh with david poor, poorly built team we were we were damn from the beginning jamie go go ahead and rebuttal okay, that i mean i think okay, i think I... but look but look you're looking at a team you're saying like I mean, none of you are saying that COVID is the reason, but for anyone who looks at it and says COVID had a big impact on the team, we played three games before COVID hit. We played like shit for three games before COVID hit. So it's like, that's the team you're bringing into this tournament, a tournament where Chicha showed up and said, I don't really feel like being here. 
nobody else. I mean, look, I'm not blaming him. Literally no one on that team looked like they had any interest in being in that tournament. They came home and they, you know, had a good streak for a handful of games, but the majority of the team looked like they had no interest in playing soccer at all. They wanted a paycheck and that was it. It's like, what are you doing? This is MLS. You don't come for a paycheck in MLS unless you're a DP. Outside of that, like you're not making enough money to come for a paycheck. Sebastian Legette, you're lucky that Becky G makes the money. Oh, shit. Uh, Louis, 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 uh, I'm not going there. Louis, uh, hit me with your thoughts. That's, uh, that's a hot one. They had no interest in playing from day one. They played like shit before yeah. COVID hit and they played like shit after COVID. Listen, no one on the team had interest in playing. And Jamie's right, but like legit at some point was a spark on the pitch. I mean, he like did some kind of bicycle kick, Look at his uh, goals. Look at thing. I mean, he did he did step up, you know, for all it's worth for for how long he's been with this team. You know, I, I give listen, him the freaking. Oh, so, band. I, I, so I, I promise, Jason, I, I promise anyway, you guys. I promise so you guys, we'll, we'll get to sidebars. And Lewis wants to talk, but anyway, go ahead. Hold on, hold on. Oh, oh, so I promise you guys, we'll get to we'll get to roster. Tenure, he was good. Hold on, four we'll, games we'll, in his entire we'll, tenure. We'll okay. get to Ross's. We can talk about players in a second. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, Lewis, were, we're, we're, we're just talking about in that little like streak. That's all I had to say about the boys. Okay. Hey, I'm not. Listen, it's it's a lot of us in here. I, I expect this. This is fine. <laughs> We've been doing good so far. So I'm not, you know, we're good. Uh, Lewis, go ahead, go ahead and hit me before we kind of I get Equal to my sidebar. Yeah. I hate our whole team. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I, hopefully the final point on the whole COVID season and, uh, you know, to go on Jamie's point, that's one of the reasons why I gave up on the home opener because I was seeing the exact same, you know, thing that i had seen i didn't see anything different um it didn't change at, at, in the, the the first game of the season which was on the road and we all blamed it oh well you know houston's a tough place to play in and for you know to be fair it is but we didn't play all that well we come back oh we're gonna blow out vancouver and chicha's gonna have two hat tricks and you know all this you know all these good feelings and they were gone you know in the first 45 minutes but you know going back to the whole covid season i can deal with not winning a championship in 2020. I understand that there's going to be a huge asterisk um, this entire year throughout, um, you know, the sporting world. But at least be no, competitive. Except for the, I mean, except for the Dodgers and Lakers. So. And the Lakers. <laughs> well, no, no. The Lakers talking about MLS. talking about MLS. The Dodgers because nobody cheated to win the World Series. But you only played 60 games for the championship, though. No, come on. You see, you see the playoffs in MLB? I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 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 You see the playoffs in MLB? MLB players were fire, so they, whoever won deserved yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, Sorry, hey, hey, Lewis, back to you. That's my track. We're losing. We're losing hey. the corner of the galaxy oh. crowd. Come on. Guys. <laughs> anytime, anytime, Alan Chapman is your ref, you know it's gonna be fucking wild. I feel. I feel a lot of you guys are talking in hindsight, right? Yeah, um, no, that's in the beginning of the season. We did not have a horrible game uh, season opener. If you really want to go look at it. The defense had some key stops. Bingham had some key stops. You had, as much as you don't want to talk about him, you had Katai hitting the post from a Bavon cross. You had Chicha getting beat up. I'm talking about getting beat up by an Hondureño that he faces in Coca-Cola national play. Nope. Um, as far as the tournament, I expected more because it's a tournament setting. You have players that are either on teams that are trying to qualify for the World Cup or on World Cup teams, right? I expected more from them. I just expected an effort. 
if we're talking about from the beginning of the season, we had a different team that we went into the tournament. In the tournament, what we lacked wasn't so much debt as much as effort. Look who made it to the final, Orlando. They hadn't won a playoff game in their existence. And now they have two. But they, they gave you, they they gave you effort. They gave you effort. <laughs> <laughs> we lacked. Maybe. The we lacked maybe they're a good to team. Be fair. Maybe Oscar Pereja is doing yeah. something right. Exactly. Maybe it's he, the coach, he, not necessarily <laughs> uh, something else. Let, 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 let's, let, let's, uh, let's move it on. Uh, we spend this whole time on before the season even started, just our thoughts. So let's try to get into the season and move on. Uh, I will do a hot fire, hot fire sidebar. Uh, whoever gets on and has an opinion, 30 seconds max, and then we move on. Oh, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. <laughs> no, no, listen, listen, it's hot takes, hot takes, hot takes only, hot takes only. I don't need deep analogies. It's hot takes. Okay. Uh, Michelle mentioned GPS on camera. I'm going to give you my stance and you guys agree or disagree, whatever you guys want. Um, I think TV sells drama. Yep. Right. So they figure the right times to focus on GBS and show his, you know, uh, uh, him being upset, him, you know, whatever it is, it just gets TV. Right. You want to see that. Right. Because it shows reaction minutes to him. into the game. A few minutes into the game. I think you're missing the point. Go, 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 go for it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, okay, okay. Let, let, let's do this. Let, let 30 seconds, 30 seconds. David, go first. Let, let me put a, a quick uh, shout out to to our friends, uh, Jason Davison and Jared Dubois uh, over on Best Soccer Show. I'll put a pick your poison. Would you rather have the GPS hands in his in his face antics or would you rather have Yogi Love's, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Both the bad. Uh, both the bad. Come on, thirty seconds. Come on. <laughs> winning is everything. Uh, nag, nag news. Thirty seconds. Come on. Uh, thoughts on shit. thoughts on GBS. No, 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 no. Not his coaches out. His, his antics on the sideline and what we, we see. Don't, on we TV. don't know what happens behind closed doors. We don't know if he's frustrated with the game or what's going on. For me, it was a matter of. In the past, we've had coaches that coached during the game. As calm as you may remember Bruce Arenas, Bruce Arenas touched the chalk at the edge of his box, coaching whether your name was Landon Donovan, whether it was David Beckham, he coached you. For GBS, you had a 17-year-old player and an 18-year-old player that as much talent as they have, you need to just throw little random reminders like stay in your spot, hold, hold the position, hold the ball. Instead of being in your chair, like, oh, he's going to do what he's supposed to. Uh, you have youngsters on this team. They deserve to get coached and, and receive your knowledge during game experience. Not during practice. Practice and game time are two very different things. You uh, need to know when to hold your position, when to hold the ball, when to slow down the tempo. It doesn't always have to be go, 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 go. go. Chat. Chat, let me know if that was more than 30 seconds or not. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who, who's up? Anybody else has an opinion? Uh, first of five. First of five. First of five. Alex, go for it. Real quick, I agree with you. TV, you know, you want to make drama. And they could have recorded moments with GBS putting his hand in his face. But it's not a reality show. There's no producer out there trying to create the drama. He actually did that. If you would have put a GBS camera on him and had the whole game, he would have had that He would have had that, that body language. He would have had that, that vibe to him. And I think that affects the players. So it might have had... Good opportunities to show it on the screen, but he did that, and he was feeling that way, and I think that translates to to the to the field. Let's and that's go with exactly the what I was say. It doesn't matter if it's good TV or not; it still happened. 
he's still showing that to the players. And if TV wants to show that to the fans, let's be honest, we all felt that. As fans, we all felt that. And our morale went down even more after seeing something like that. I need five seconds. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, no, no. Let's go Massa and then let's do a COG crew. Imagine teaching someone the whole week to do something and they come out on the weekend and they don't do what you ask them to. That is frustrating. One, if you're worried about what your coach is doing on the sideline and not focus on the game, it's because you're mentally weak. And that's on the players. That's my hot take. Uh, how, how, How can your moral go down? Because someone over here that I shouldn't even be paying attention to unless he's talking to me because I'm focused on what I'm doing on the field is going to affect me. Mentally, that shouldn't affect the player. COG, Josh or or Hammer, whoever wants to go. Yeah, I was going to say, watching him at games and not watching it through television, I'll tell you that he was out in his box and he would get frustrated and angry and stuff. He would also go back and after he was frustrated and angry, he would go and sit with his hands on his face and then that's usually when you would catch other things. So yeah, TV sells drama, absolutely. Uh, He was frustrated. I think that the way he coaches and the way some other people coach is different. I also think that there was a a real um, uh, somebody hit it on the head, which was there is there's something to the fact that I think GBS thinks players are better than they are and know more than they are. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that his coaching style is to let players be players. um, And that didn't always work for him. Interesting. That's mine. Eric. Yeah. And then so so similar to that point, I think after GBS was like, oh, there were some of those rumors that went out that uh, the players weren't necessarily, you know, knowing what to do, that he kind of just rolled the ball out and, and made it go. So to Maza's point where imagine training guys all week and then they don't forget what to do. That's also the if they're not doing it, then the manager's got to say, hey. Hey, stupid. Look what I was telling you all week. Do that. You know, they, you need those reminders. And you have someone like, you know, Piojo, you know, it doesn't have to be nonstop 90 minutes doing the dance on the sideline. But at the same time, when it's not going your way, you do need to step in and intervene and, and give those reminders. So, so it, it's kind of that in between. It, it sucks that it happened and that he got caught out like it, I, but he wasn't like that all the time, but it, it still happened. So I, I see that point of it. And uh, it is embarrassing when it goes back and that, that becomes a meme and that's your team. And that's your guy that you're supposed to be with. Uh, listen, I, again, uh, that's, I think just as the galaxy fan base is, this is a split conversation, right? Some of us think it's, it's not even worth it. Some of us think it's a lot. It's a big deal. Uh, before we move on right now, uh, if we're not speaking, can we go on mute? There's some feedback coming through. And, you know, when we, when we take this out for audio, I kind of want to remove that. So if you're not speaking, could you please go on mute uh, to make sure that we don't get that feedback? Uh, all right. So I, everything we talked about so far is coming into season before the season started. Let's move on to the season and let's try, uh, let's try talking by pod. So if I call on, on Michelle, Michelle go and, and Christian goes, same thing with Ed from, from Squadcast. If you go, then you and Ben go, so on, so on. Uh, but let, let, let's talk a little bit about the 2020 season, right? Uh, LA Galaxy ends up playing 22 games with six victories, 12 losses, and four ties. That, my friends, is a bad season. Uh, I don't think you can spin it anyway. That's a bad season. Uh, let's go ahead and, and, and kick it off with first to five. G- give me give me your two-minute elevator pitch about what went wrong this season, in your opinion. Uh, everything. Um, <laughs> I, 
even if end of show, let's even go. If COVID, even if COVID doesn't happen, I still think we're on this pod right now talking the shit about how bad our season was. Uh, I, I think, um, yeah. Well, to my point, I do think the players didn't follow or some of GBS tactics. Uh, maybe GBS wasn't doing a good job in practice to get those Texas across. I did think the team was lost. Our, our defense was bad. Uh, Chichas, as much as I defend him on Twitter, Chichas sucked really bad. And um, Jamie, what do you got? Um, yeah, a lot of that. I mean, even look, even without COVID, we were not going to be good after what we saw in the first three games before COVID hit. Then we saw what happened in the tournament. We were not good. We had a little, like, you know, a little, little charge, but <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like, they had to change the rules for MLS because uh, for, for playoffs, for points per game, because a team who played five games less than us was still ahead of us in standings. Like, yeah. I don't even know where to go. I don't know where to go. Our Everything was garbage. Our offense was garbage. Our defense was garbage. Our midfield, which has been our strong point for the last few seasons of bad seasons, was so bad. Our midfield was so bad. Yeah, like I, I just have nothing good to say about our entire season. It, it, which doesn't make sense, right? Because on paper, like you look at the midfield, and it's one of the areas where you think we don't have a problem here, right? We at least leadership. personally. Ah, listen, listen, hold that thought, right? Because I, we'll, I definitely we'll want to talk. That. I have a I lot to say talk. on that. One. Uh, yeah, I have a listen, lot to say on that one. That so should be a good topic. To yeah, yeah. <laughs> l- 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 let's go there. At least our house. Talk to me. What went wrong? Look, it, it, the reason that GBS looks so frustrated on game day is simply because in practice, I'm sure the offense looked better because the defense was terrible. And I'm sure the defense looked better because the offense was also terrible. So having having that all come into play, like that's the root of the problem, right? Is the roster build is bad. Um, we had a bunch of short-term uh, players that came in, didn't really make a difference. It didn't stick. There's no sort of... Uh, upward mobility in terms of, of uh, the players coming through. A lot of the times I felt like when players would come in uh, from, from the lower, you know, from, from G2, they'd come in and a lot of times they were, the, the honest was put on them to make something happen, to create something. And that speaks to the leadership on the team, the way the roster is built, the way the coach sets them up. I mean, all of it, it like it, 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 you know, it's, it's hard to, for me to, to pinpoint exactly what, went wrong in the season um but it wasn't covid and it wasn't chicha he was bad don't get me wrong but that wasn't the reason lewis i mean i don't think you can really pinpoint to one thing there's a lot of things that went wrong in the season i mean i guess maybe the the easiest thing to say is when you took zlatan out of the equation a lot of people will say look zlatan single-handedly you know won you all the games that you did um he single-handedly took you into the playoffs and won you that playoff game. You got as far as you did because of Zlatan. You take him out of the equation and you can see all the, you know, the holes that this team, that this roster had. And that obviously falls on not just the coach. It has to go higher up. It goes much higher up and and how you're building this roster. And, you know, we said, look, you can replace Zlatan with, you know, Chicharito, and there's going to be a drop-off. Unless your name is Messi or Ronaldo, there was going to be a drop-off no matter what. Yeah. But yep. all the, all the, you know, the cracks in this organization, all the cracks on this roster really, really came to the surface when you get rid of, when you got rid of Zlatan. And, you know, it was just 
a perfect storm in, in 2020, unfortunately. Yeah, no, no, I think, listen, I've, I've been on my pod oftentimes talking about how Slotin was bad for the galaxy because it it kind of cut their abilities to do things, right? Because he had to play for Slotin. Uh And I don't want to go into that again, but I'm, I mean, what's fair is fair, right? We saw how much weight Slotin was carrying last year. Uh, Riot Squadcast, talk to me about this year's squad build or roster build. And what went wrong in the 2020 season for the Galaxy? Uh, so you had where you lose uh, you lose guys in the offseason. You don't really replace them. Uh, you get a guy in Katai who's, uh, you know, hopefully the heir apparent to, uh, to uh, Alessandrini. So you have an actual right winger. Uh, we all saw that didn't work out. Uh, because his wife is a complete idiot and she, those people should never be around the team ever again. Uh, then you have, or, you know, your additions in, in a Yanni Gonzalez, like, all right, cool. We finally got a, another right wing. And then they play him at forward for half the games that he's here. So, uh, you know, it's, it's decisions like that, that you kind of, you look at the, at the coaching staff and you're like, well, you know, what are you guys doing? And then it's, it's, you know, we were told that these, these guys are, 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 you know, drilled and drilled and and they should be the most fit guys on you know in the entire league and you know every other game it looks like you know they they've they're tied by minute 25 i mean <laughs> games where at the 30 minute mark 35 minute mark i've seen guys with their hands on their knees like bent yep. over so yep you know it's it's either they're they're over drilled or, or you know they're just not being prepared for these games going into the season and so we'll we'll see you know you know, Dom comes in at the end of the year and they actually look like they're, they're a cohesive team. And so it's, it's, it's weird to say, but I mean, it's not going to get any better until obviously the front office uh, has some changes or, or starts making better decisions. But I don't, I don't think that yeah. is the direction that that we're going to go into. So um, yeah, I mean, I think if we, we, we can find... realize that. I thought, Ed, I think you're, you're totally right. I, I, I think that, in regards to the coach, you, the coach can only coach what's in front of him. I mean, you want to know what went wrong with the season. It's it's the roster. You know, somebody, I, I, Ed, I, you can tell who, who it was. One of the guys in the Riot Squad moved away and gave Ed this big box of a bunch of stuff over the years. One of them was a roster of the 2014 team. And you go look at that roster of the 2014 team, and there isn't a single player on this team now that would start on that team. And that was only six years ago. Yeah. You know? It feels like a long time, right, Ben? If it feels like like we haven't won a chip for fucking decades, it's only been like what you said six years ago. But it's it, the resemblance of teams is completely different. Uh, listen, Ben, I don't think you get enough credit. I think you're the brains of the show, but that's my opinion. Um, let, let, let's move on to simply soccer. Uh, talk to talk talk to me about about this season. What went wrong, in your opinion? Like, if you could highlight two things, they they you're gonna say uh, most of the way it goes here. What were theirs? What were those seasons? Uh, Michelle, Christian, whoever. Well, I mean, I give Katai and his wife credit for playing perfect right wingers um, during that time. Um, but, you know, uh, as far as uh, in terms of the way things were, were broken, I mean, you look at this roster and you look at a lot of the players that they brought in, right? The, the resumes on this roster from past teams make a lot of sense. They make a lot of very smart sense. And it just doesn't work. And at what point do you start talking about you 
bring in a guy like, okay, let's, let's take Rolf Belcher, for example, who tends to be a scapegoat for a lot of problems. You know, a guy that has played in, you know, Switzerland, he's played in the Premier League, he's played in Germany in the second division. He's, he's, he's had a career that on paper should translate very well to MLS. And it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about, you know, other players where you, like these, like this should work and it just doesn't work. And at that point, you, we have to start consulting club culture. And, and I will say, I think this roster was a little bit imbalanced. I think they brought in a lot of players that are very good at the same thing rather than actually kind of bringing in complement puzzle parts. And it just did feel like we're trying to solve this, you know, like 500 piece puzzle, but we've got the same piece for like 200 pieces of it. And it's like, you can't keep slamming in the same piece. And I think that kind of where I saw it, it just felt all season a little unbalanced and a little bit kind of like, yeah, I guess that'll work, but it, it doesn't necessarily work. And I'll pass it off to Michelle from here on out. Yeah, I mean, I think right away, like you said, you know, whether it was injuries or because Katai's a racist jerk. Uh, His wife, you, you, at you, least. You, you, no, for sure. Whatever. Sure. <laughs> um, you, you have these people, for whatever reason, these players are roster, you know, get get moved out. Now, you contend that, like, this is what you have Esqueloto and... Dennis to close say four that they should have got their guys in right so we've been waiting for for like a few years so okay GBS has his, his some of his guys it's you know he's got his roster but he plays some of these guys out of position and I understand like what are you going to do when you don't have Jonathan Dos Santos yeah. um, when you don't have Katai like what, what are you going to do and so you know but again like I just feel like then not only did Escaloto not know what to do with these guys you guys mentioned earlier that some of the team players, like they just, they just seem weak mentally. Like there, this game is definitely psychological. I don't know what was going on exactly. Um, but, you know, I mean, you know, you have rumors that Chicharito's wife was cheating on him. You have yeah. you know, um, Rolf Felcher uh, lose a family member. Like, I, like this is a very human game. Yeah. Th- these things yep. are happening. Like, yep. no doubt. Like if they have to take a bench for a minute, sure. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that like being still sucked, um, you know, and, and who was going to step it up and why can't this is why MLS gets such flack, right? Like we were known as a retirement league. So you start getting these younger guys and you're like, okay, well, this is what Dennis Eclose and Escaloto, like, this is what they do, right? They, they bring up guys and, and for whatever reason, they're not even making basic usl moves like it's just like soccer 101 christian would say on my pod when you're 12 years old you learn <laughs> how to cross this how to mark your yeah. man yeah. you know it was just yeah. really basic basic stuff nobody was stepping up to shoot i mean it, it really it wasn't it was just straight up embarrassing and you can go ahead and say oh from top to bottom you know climb out sure but it doesn't change the fact of what we saw on the pitch where this isn't even mls level mm-hmm. of play and sure g2 some of these guys, sure, they 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 shine, but it wasn't enough. And and there's just so many holes. And then you have, you know, Sasha Kleshton who did step up, but he's on the wrong side of 30. Mm-hmm. You know, he's looking a little rusty, whatever the case was, you know, whether it's fitness or whether it's injuries, and you, you can come up with excuse me, but every excuse in the book, it's unacceptable, not just for this culture, not just for this team, for this league. Like who and where did these guys come from? Like, yeah, you don't play for, 
soccer in the United States for a paycheck. Okay. This is the least sport that you're going to make money in. So I really can't understand where that pride of the badge was and where the level of play, you know, it's not just that you want to be contenders and make the playoffs. It's like, you want to be able to know that these are professional soccer players. Well, listen, that, that was definitely more than two, two things. Oh, sorry. Uh, but with that being said, it's another episode of the Megapod because you said everything I think we all need to say, right? Uh, uh, you put everything into perspective. That, that's it. I think, I think we all share, share that. I'm sure we have some opinions to add to that, but that's a lot of what you said is right. And I think we get in the pot here. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, you're 100% right. But let, let, let's do something, right? Uh, it's been about an hour of us just kind of grilling the galaxy because they're trash. I mean, fair. But, but let's, let's switch it up. Let, let, let's switch it up. Uh, COG. COG. Give me some saving grace for this team. What went right, if anything, for you guys? And follow that. Nag, Nag, Nag Boys, you follow that. Follow them up. Josh or Eric. A- it's a, a little bit bittersweet on the thing that went right. Cause I think the one thing that went right this season was, was C- Christian Pavone. I think, you know, with his goal contributions, he was, you know, the highest percentage uh, with goals and assists, as far as, you know, when you look at other teams around the league, he contributed to a ridiculous high percentage of goals when you look around the league. So I think, um, you know, you look at that as a highlight with it being bittersweet that it's no guarantee that he's coming back and there's still negotiations pending. And yeah. so I think yeah. that the saving grace from the season is Pavone. It was a positive. Unfortunately, I think some teams, once they figured out that he was the only weapon, uh, you know, then they, they zeroed in on him and that made it a lot more difficult for the other players to step up. So I think yeah. that the one saving grace is Pavone, I think had a, had a really good season. Could have made, uh, you know, MLS 11. I get why he didn't, because you're not going to put a a team that didn't make the playoffs and uh, didn't make a lot of noise. You're not going to put those players in those leagues. But I think he had the talent and the numbers that backed up having that level of season. So if there's any saving grace, I think it's uh, it's Pavone and and the slight little glimmer of hope that he he may be possibly probably not but there's you know <laughs> the, doors, the, doors, the window's still open that he might we might still uh, see him again in a galaxy uniform you almost had it you, you, i'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry josh eric you almost had it Listen, i'm trying to change the tone i'm trying to give some positivity and you had to kill me with the dagger <laughs> dead, right you go oh, come on josh First of all, I think you can flip a coin now and say that that Pavone has a 50-50 chance either way. So I I think that's improved drastically from where we were like, they're not paying $20 million. So um, that's a positive thing. Uh, The yeah, but still to Eric's uh, Pavone is somebody who might actually be on the roster next year um, is Julian Araujo. How can you not love a 19-year-old kid who comes out and just balls so hard? This, This kid, and everybody knows I have a man crush on him. (laughs) Um, this kid, I I love defenders. This kid just throws it all on the field. He, yes, over aggressive. Yes. He got too many red cards. Yes. He got too many yellow cards, too many fouls, too many stupid things that happen. Absolutely. At 19 years old, I will take that all day. And the only possible negative to that is that he might have been too good to last through this summer on this team. Um, stop. You too? You too? You, sorry, you, you gotta end up in a sour note? Like, yeah, everything right. was great. Everything was great. And then you end up in a sour note. Come on, Josh. Back me up here. Neck no. boys. I'm I'm scared. I'm scared to throw it to you guys. I'm, so wait, 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 so wait. hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. This is this is a difficult question you give us, and you <laughs> make us follow up corner of the galaxy. Come on, dude. So so I mean the follow-up. I got it. I got it. So um 
and maybe it's a little funny, but one good thing is we our season tickets we didn't pay for this year. You know, <laughs> they roll over the next year. That's a positive. Um, all, I mean, Spenny likes the spotlight, so I'll make it. I'll make it quick. Uh, some some things they 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 touched on. It's just like as bad as they were, that might have uh, devalued uh, Pavon on top of uh, the whole financial crisis that Boca's probably going through now. Um, and another thing, I think. Fam- oh, family, uh, Galaxy fans are how the kids say now woke. You know, they <laughs> they want more than names, and you see it all over. You know, the Twitterverse and all that. Uh, I, I know they're not really positives, but uh, according to the Galaxy, pretty much touched on the actual positives. So I had to come up with whatever I could call it. Really, really, I'm sorry, man. Let me let me stick this beer real quick. Oh, there you go. I can't Still do cold. it. I can't do it. Nothing. The, the good. Most positive Nothing. Thing that we had is Julian. Mm-hmm. But Reverting back to the things that we talked about before, he lacked coaching during the game, which is why he made all those mistakes. If we're really looking at the positive towards the future, the biggest issue I have with is we have no leader on this team. We have absolutely nobody on the field holding their comrades accountable. If we want to look back at the glory days, for for me, it was between signing Robbie Keane and to the point where he left. (laughs) That man held... It didn't matter what your name on the back of the jersey was. He held you accountable for your responsibilities yeah. Yeah. on the field. And if we want to take one positive thing out of this, it's Julian. But my biggest issue is the fact that we have no leader moving forward. We have a lot of these people, a lot of these players with a contract next year, and none of them are a leader. Yeah, None interesting. Can 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 rally the troops and lock down this team besides the, the- your coach. You want to play in? Don't don't, don't go don't go too deep into it because I'm having a leadership talk. So I don't want you to go too deep into it. I need I need I need this for that. I need this for that. So don't go too deep into it. Ten percent. When you're when you're in the team setting, you want that leader on the field, and this team doesn't have one at all. If you look at the contracts that are on the roster, there isn't a leader on the team for next year, and that's. No. See the most uh, unpositive thing. I agree with you. That's why I keep spending a camera. So let me let me. Uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the next person I shouldn't give this to. Masa, give me one positive take from this week. Come on, just give me one. You got to figure one out. <laughs> My bad. I, I, listen, I, I know who I'm picking. I know who I'm picking. Masa, I'm you. So tell me what you said. Tell me. Give me one positive. I know you got one in there. About this season is. Oh God. Knowing Maybe that I don't know. Efra is not going to be anything more than what he is right now. Mm. That's my mm. And I hope that they realize oh, that and they move so, on. So you did this. You did this intentionally. You did it intentionally. Um, no, uh, that's my positive. He's a USL player. He's a USL player at best. Mute him. Oh, listen. Um, chat. Before before I address Masa and, and maybe kick him out of the stands, I'm not sure. Um, I, I, let me address you, chat. I'm sorry I haven't been with you guys as much today. Uh I don't know if you noticed, but I'm, I'm trying to figure this whole thing out. It's a lot of people I'm talking to. So I'm so sorry for not, not being with the chat as often as I usually try to be. Uh, but let's talk about sidebar number two, Efra. All right. Uh, I think, I think there's this polarizing conversation here, right? I am in, I'm in the boat where I think Efra, Efra is good. Efra, Efra has a lot of qualities that I really, really like. For one, he, he, his vision he can see the game really well. I think there, there, there's some, there's some. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a little confidence issue there, where he doesn't take the pass when he needs to. He sees it, 
but kind of hesitates to take the pass there. I think there's things that he could grow into and become a really, really good cam. Not only in MLS, but just a really good cam in general. Somebody take me on and, and say no. Who wants this? Josh, go for it. Sell him. Sell him. Yeah. Yes, I, I was going to say get, get rid of him. Um, I have not <laughs> I have not been a fan. Um, you, you're right. His vision is absolutely great. His left foot is um, when he has time to look, he is absolutely uh, deadly with it and he can score. Uh, the problem is he's not fast enough. He's not strong enough and he doesn't seem to have the engine or the want to be able to do it. And that's what I think you saw this year. He tried to make a whole bunch of changes. And I think you should say that maybe that plays out in a year, but, but with Matza, I'm, I'm with you. That's, that's, it was, it was over this year. You could see it. He was put up against men um, when he is a man now. Um, and it, it, it didn't happen. Um, and I, I think the galaxy move on. All right. I need somebody to back me up with Ephra. Who's backing me up with Ephra? I, David. I can't. I, oh, I agree. Listen, listen man. About, nobody listen, backing man. me the up? Gal- the, galaxy, huh. the, the galaxy and Ephraim are like a mule with a spinning wheel. Danged if he knows how they got it. <laughs> and damned if they know how to use it. Ephra does not fit the way the galaxy plays. Same thing everybody's talking about. They don't want to lose him to... The Mexican national team, the U.S. would have no idea how to use Efrain Alvarez. He doesn't fit in this team. He doesn't fit in this league. This is not the league for him. He goes somewhere else, I'm sure he'll do a lot better, somewhere less less physical. But this is not the league for Efrain. All right. Oh, uh, let, 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 let's move before we move on. Oh, go for it. Go for it. Lewis, Lewis and then Christian. I'm sorry? Uh, Lewis and then Christian, just to so wrap oh, this good. up. So I, I um, will half agree with you um, in that he has – the good vision. I think he has the potential to be a better player than what he has shown. But for me, potential when it comes to soccer, thanks to the U S men's national team and the galaxy, it's a trigger word for me. I don't care about your potential. <laughs> I care about what you're doing right now. Yeah. And right now it's not happening. And I think, I think David is correct. I think there he's just in the wrong place. I mean, even Zlatan said that this kid is legit. So I think under maybe another system, another league maybe he improves but yeah as far as the galaxy i think we have to move on from him well listen i i think i think what you mentioned right now is interesting right uh i did have a spot which i don't know if we get to because you know we're having conversations and i'm okay with this uh but i did have a, i wanted to have a conversation about that because you're right i don't see effort being the solution but i think he is a piece if you're looking at a three four year uh roster right uh but let's not go into that. If we get a chance, we'll go into it. If not, uh, we won't. Masa, uh, actually, Christian, and then Masa with the last words about Efra, and then we'll move on to the next. I mean, with with Efra and Alvarez, kind of the the comparison is John Lucabusio in Kansas City, right? Like, that's kind of the... It's not necessarily a, a clean, like-for-like comp comparison. And I know I comparing players, and especially young players, throughout the league is always a little difficult considering the situations that they're in. But I mean, you look at John Lucabusio, I mean, he's starting a playoff game today for Kansas City. He played 15 games this season for Kansas City and he looked pretty good in every single one of them he played. If Efron Alvarez was the player that we all think he is or that we've been told that he is supposed to be, then Efron Alvarez should have started at least 15 games for the Galaxy this season. He didn't. There's a reason why. He only played 720 minutes this year. One, or I think it was, uh, I mean, no goals, two assists, it should have worked by now, right? Listen, like, we're, we're talking about we're talking about a team we're talking about a team who lost twelve games and ended up with a negative nineteen goal differential. Like Whoa. this is not a team. Like I don't think anybody any player could shine. Look at Pavone for, for for instance, right? There was a lot of games where he looked under par. And we know who Pavone is. Well, also and that's not what he showed. I, I think also with Efren Alvarez, and uh, I'll I'll butt hook this point real quick. 
it, you know, it's like, <laughs> if he's the player that we were supposedly sold on, and I understand there's late bloomer players everywhere. I, under, I get it. You know, every player's development path is different and development, especially youth development is a very tricky science. Mm-hmm. But I think we would have seen a lot more by now than what we've seen currently. And at this point, it might be time to cut our losses, to look at other players, to, you know, it might be time to move on from the experiment. Fair. Masa, I'm going to let you finish off, but I, I, I'll just say this, right? It, it, and I'll be honest with you, I'll be, I'll be straightforward. Uh, I get a little defensive with that because I like him. So he, sorry, all right? Sorry. I, I apologize to every guys. I'm sorry. I get a little offensive. I must have, uh, go ahead. I just want to touch back to what uh, David said about Ephra not, not knowing how to use him. The same thing was said about Gio, and you guys were quick to, to be on Gio out. So it's Ephra out because it's <laughs> technically it's, it's almost the same player. But Masa, Gio has a track record. And like, I mean, it's, it's it, was, it wasn't that with great, Gio. Well, Ephra too. Up to, up to this point, he hasn't no, been No, we've good. only ever seen him with one team. What, exactly. Gio, we've seen him multiple we've seen, teams do the seen, same thing. But we've seen enough That's of the Ephra. Track we've seen enough of Ephra to know Gio, that Gio he's has not an injury record. <laughs> Listen, but we, uh, but we know that uh, Ephra is from what we've seen from Ephra, especially this year, because going back to what Rudy said that this year was the year that the Galaxy were the trash and he still couldn't make the 11. What does that say about Ephra in Alvarez? Uh, he's not it. I started this our conversation by saying this is a polarizing player because he had people who, or maybe just myself, but who, who like him. And people who don't, right? Uh, so, so I understand. Listen, I, I won't disagree or, or, or agree with anyone. Again, I rate him different than others. Uh, with with a change with a change of, of of hosting, Lewis, you have a question for all of us. Go ahead, hit us. With with regards to Efrain Alvarez, you know, when you talk about potential, obviously there's some blame to go for the player. You know, his, his lack of motivation or or whatnot. How much blame can you put on the Galaxy for his lack of development? Oh, uh, how, how about we do this? How about a uh, squad cast? Why don't you guys take this one on first? I think you could put the complete blame on the galaxy too. Well, I'm not gonna say complete game. Most of the blame. I mean, that's their job, isn't it? G2's job is to develop players for the first team. You yeah. know, may, did they bring him up too early or did they just not, did they develop him and say here? And then the first team didn't know what to do with him. You know, I mean, you had this supposed great talent. You know, it's supposed to be the greatest thing in the academy. I mean, they let two other guys walk to make sure they got Efra. You know, one of the guys played great with the national team last week. So, I mean, I don't know. Whose fault is it? I think you put a little bit on each. I think Josh touched on it a little bit earlier when he said Efra didn't have the, the, the motivation to do it. And I think that that's a big part in this league. First of five, you, you think Efra, Efra is a different caliber if – if we place in a better team, right? Same LA Galaxy, just a better LA Galaxy. Uh, if you would have asked not, me at the beginning, oh, sorry, go ahead, Jeremy. Wait. I'm not fully convinced because for, for, for a kid who, who did make a point of um, working extra hard in the off season, he lost some weight. He put on some muscle. He wasn't, he wasn't the same. He made a point to say, I'm not the same guy I was last year. And then went onto the pitch and showed he was still the same guy he was last year. His weight wasn't the problem. His speed wasn't the problem. He's just, he's not a, he's not a bad player. 
He's just not he's a not great player. Not good enough. He's not. He's just not. He's just not good enough. And 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 maybe he's good know. enough for an, another MLS team. Well, we're talking about LA Galaxy. We are the club. We are the biggest club in American soccer. Like, he's not good enough to be on this club. And I I love the kid, and I hope that that if he does go somewhere else, that he thrives. But this isn't it. He's not it. He's not going to thrive here, and it's not good. And he hopefully will move on and, and and do better. But he did everything he needed to do to be the guy, and he still wasn't that guy. No, I agree. Uh, Alex, and, and, I'm, so, I'm sorry. And, and, and j- j- just before we continue, uh, go ahead and answer Lewis' question. So is this on the Galaxy? I think I, I don't think it is because I think I was I was sold high on him after Zlatan said the good things about him last season. But if you're going to say that he had 11, you know, he had a bad team around him. If you put a good team around him, he's going to only be sh- better because of the team around him. He had a chance to show what he had this year. And it was a lot of more of the same. And uh, going in before the season, I was expecting a lot of good things about him. And now I think we move on. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Listen, I. Uh- we go on for a lot longer on on what went wrong and all this, right? Uh, but let me try to let me try to move it move it along, uh, and, and let's do some rankings. Bear with me here, okay? Uh, and and just because I don't want to go back in because we are go, go go into the negativity trail. Let, let's start off with uh with top three players on this roster for the season. Listen, I know that's a tough a tough ask. <laughs> well, let's start. Let's start with the first, the top, first three, top three players, uh, and let's kick it off to uh, Eliezer House. Start off with you guys. Uh, give me top top three players, uh, either combined or individually. Up to you guys. You guys make the call. Uh, I'll start off. Christian Pavon, Julian Rajo, and Christian Pavon. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Lewis. I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I uh, simply soccer. Give me two, top three. Uh, Christian Pavon, Julian Araujo, and then I guess Insua because he is the one who got Defender of the Year. Yeah, go for uh, it. Christian Pavon, obviously. I mean, there's really no question considering what he is and what he did. I mean, ten goals, seven assists is on a team like this is a pretty impressive haul. And listen, uh, Julian Araujo. Yeah, but I mean, on to my guess. Julian Araujo, uh, Josh touched on a lot of what I I feel about Julian Araujo as well, which is that, you know, yes, he's a little too aggressive and yes, he's a little too wants to be the big dog on the field, but those those are things that you can coach out of him. I mean, what I've seen from just pure inherent, uh, inherent, I guess, traits, he's got it. And I'm going to add Sasha Kledgen as my third. um, And I know that's a bit of an outside pick, but, you know, towards the end of the season, especially, Sasha did look... I mean, yes, he's on the wrong end of 30. And yes, there were games where he looked really gassed. Um, but I mean, if you put any of us running that far, <laughs> I, I think we'd all look a little like that, is what I'd say. Um, I wish. But I mean, he, 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 he delivered everything that I've always felt about Sasha Kletchen, that he's a, a, an incredible passer of the ball. He's incredible. He's got an incredible vision. And he's yeah. he seems to get it. And like that's the whole thing about the Galaxy is like players have to buy into what the Galaxy are and what it what this means. And Sasha, having grown up in Southern California and having been around the galaxy for as long as he has, I think he, I think he gets it. So those are my top three for the season. COG. And then uh, let's do nag news. This is uh, the one question that I feel adequate, 
adequately prepared for. Yes. I actually, I actually ranked all the players. Yes, yes. And so my, my, my top three rankings, if you haven't checked out Grading the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, shameless plug there. Um, but like as far as total rankings, uh, I had Pavone at the top, Legit after him, and then Insua would be my third player. The only swap, I would agree that Araujo, if you went like by per game average, you could sneak Araujo above Insua, but you have to give Insua credit for um, – for playing every single game and, and for not getting injured and being durable. I think, I think he, he deserves credit for that. So uh, I gave four for, for my top three. That works. Cheating, <laughs> cheating like normal. I, I'm going to, I'm going to not disagree with Eric for once uh, and just toss to the nag boys. Cause, uh, cause they, they got something on this. I'm sure yeah, they can, uh, they can hit Eric. Thank you. Thank you. It, it again, after corner of the galaxy, right? How we was, love you, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's easy answers. Pavon's on the list, right? Julian's on the list, right? Yes. So for me, uh, third, I'm going with Perry kitchen. He does bing, all bing, that. Bing, bing. He does all that work that people don't give enough credit for. He's a destroyer. No, it might not show in the stat sheets, but if you look close enough, it's there. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, disrupting passes, breaking up plays, tackles one. Perry Talk Kitchen's on shit. there. Yeah. And Talk I, shit. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people like to point out like the negative that he might not be the best passer and stuff, but that's not his job. You know, that that's the, the job of the person we're missing, which is at number 10. Come check in and take the ball away from me so you can spread it out. So yeah, for me, Perry Kitchen's on that on that on that list. I'm gonna just I don't want to go into it, but I'm going to disagree with two and three from Corner of the Galaxy. Obviously, my number one Ooh. is obvious. My number one is obvious. To get, to get away... Chicha! To get away, no, to get away from... Chicha! To get away from Pavon and Julian, to get away from Pavon and Julian, honestly, I would want to see uh, Benny Corona return. His, his, his skill and his quality may not have been there, but one thing I've been talking about is effort. And whenever this guy either started or came off the bench, maybe his quality wasn't there, but his effort was there. His passion for getting a result was there. Um, I want to see more of Wild if we're looking towards the future. Wait, 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 wait. wait. This is top three. You, you, you're ruining this. This is top three. Give me your top three, Spenny. I understand you want to bring a lot of people back, but give me give me top three. No, because Wild is not top three. To stick to the topic, we'll go Pavon Araujo. And Klisman. Wow. Oh shit! Okay, uh, yes, uh, no, uh, but it's not worth keeping. Insua oh. is not worth. Chill, keeping. chill, chill. We're not there yet. Uh, <laughs> yes. Brian, I know. Uh, Brian, I know you can hear me. Yell out your top three. All of them. <laughs> now, okay, honestly, honestly, to answer to answer for Brian, he would he would agree with Eddie. He's he's been an advocate for Kitchen, not only playing on this team as a twenty year old center back. What? Nothing. He he wants he wants to see Kitchen play center back and start for this team. So, I I would I would speak for Brian. I'm comfortable speaking for Brian right now that he would keep Pavon Julian and want to see Kitchen if he can move Kitchen to center back. Yep, that is 100 correct. Give me some. So 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 he he, he's a he's an interesting thing. I don't know if you guys saw, but I made a a face because. just like medicine, I don't like it, but you're kind of right. Kitchen, <laughs> kitchen does deserve to be on the list. He's a center back, center mid to me. It's it's that though. It's like it's not pretty. 
but it's a it, dude what he does on there he's the kind of guy that pumps you up he pushes you in practice in games you might be down a goal or two but that guy doesn't stop dude he doesn't stop you always look over to that guy the guy came back from injury to help us win in a playoff, playoff game 90 minutes by the way um he's, he's probably the one guy that actually did better under gbs once gbs came in yeah well he played a position i think so so here let, let me let me wrap this top three up and, and i'll get back to the pots who didn't get a chance right now with the, the next the top three um <laughs> it's interesting right because I, I think based on the majority we're looking at Bavon obviously being our best player and I think it's pretty hard to argue that, right? Even with his game still, he was off. I think he's still the best player overall. Uh, then not to to uh, to Julian. I think it's, it, it, there's merit there, right? Like Julian is definitely a standout young player of the season. For sure, we see we have a right back for the future. So his name is there. But the third pick, I find that interesting, right? Uh, personally, Kitchen, Kitchen would be my third person because I like him as that CDM. I like him a solid almost bruiser, right? Like the one that's going to put in the hard tackles and all that. So I, I like that. Uh, but the knots to, to Insua, I, I heard legit, I heard uh, Glintzman, but you know, that, that's, that's wild. Um, it, it's, it's interesting, right? Because I think that the, the third spot is a toss up and a toss up between just a few players because everybody else is kind of discarded at this point. Uh, but here, Masa, I'm going to hit you with the best topic. Cause I know this is where you shine. Give me your worst three players of the galaxy and you can't see Chicha. Chicha's, Chicha's number one he won that one already so let's move on from him right Let, uh, top or bottom three without Jadito excluded hit me damn um, I thought you were, I thought you'd be ready for this this is why I hear this is what went with you first you, just, you took out Chicha dog. I wanted to say oh, yeah, Chicha yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, you gotta give me three, give me three others right, Chicha uh, and three others for me it's it's gotta be uh, David Bingham um and my number two is, I know it's not going to go well with some of you guys, but I'm going to say Daniel Starris and uh, Efrain Alvarez. Interesting. So, uh, that's my th- my worst three. Let's go. Let's go. Ryan Squadcast. Bottom three. Not being included in the top three. He's top or bottomist. Whatever. You guys know what I mean. <laughs> no, 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 Chicha. No, so, Chicha. Uh, we'll go. We'll go uh, Bingham. I'll say, I'll even throw, honestly, for, for what we were expecting, I'll throw uh, Jonathan in there. Um, yeah. And then the third. Ooh. The third Crazy one. Crazy This You got to go defend it. I'm in stairs. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. People. Just say people. people. People until like the last two games of the season. <laughs> yeah. People <laughs> minus two games. <laughs> yeah. Ben, Ben, come on! You're the wise one here. You know, no, I, unfortunately, I agree with Ed. So, I mean, maybe, maybe we're pretty much right. Oh, Ben, we're wrong, aren't we? <laughs> I think that, uh, yeah, you you can't argue. I mean, Bingham is the top of everyone's list outside of Chicha. Um, you know, I, I think Felcher deserves some some credit there. I think he didn't have a strong season. Um, and like Ed said, Jonah, for what we were expecting with Jonah this year, and you guys talked about it earlier, especially in the leadership, <laughs> he just wasn't there. Because uh, Josh, yeah. what was what was the numbers on the DPS with the uh, how much how much minutes they played? 
the percentage with like 60 something yeah percent. yeah the uh the uh chicha uh chicha uh 38.3 percent nice. of the minutes uh christian pavone had 100 percent of the minutes jonathan dos santos had 35.4 percent of the minutes so if you take all of the uh, available minutes for designated players uh you mix them up you get less than 60 percent uh 57.9 percent of total available minutes played by designated players Hold Josh, on, hold on. Josh, hold, hold, on. On. We, hold on, hold on. We're gonna let Josh get away with that. We want a real chicha, Josh. Come on. I don't. I don't know. I, it, it, uh, we, we want a chicha. real chicha. <laughs> there you go. Chicha. I don't know. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Josh. Josh's initial chicha only had two A's at the end. That's not. Yeah. Exactly. What? Who is that? Who is that? At least, at least ten A's. But yeah, uh, I'll, I'll work on that for next. Josh, l- l- Josh, let me ask a question. Do you, if you had top of your head, if you not, then it's all good. How does that compare to the year before with the P's? Minutes played. Uh, so uh let's see it, it's about the same actually it? it's it well it wasn't it, it was a little bit better because you had zlatan who played a, a large percentage of minutes you had jonathan dos santos who played better um in that as well um i'm trying to remember off the top of my head 2018 was similar because zlatan wasn't a designated player right um and you had geo in there and you had jonah in there and um well, and you had ramon alessandrini right and so yeah. but the alessandrini thing in 2018 um killed uh a lot of any of the the percentage because he played you know like no games um or, or 2019 I'm, I'm mixing them all up in my head yeah, as I go yeah, along. Yeah. but yeah i mean it's uh, like four years ago so i get it yeah yeah it feels like that way uh th- it has been a huge problem for the la galaxy basically since robbie Keane was paired with you know stephen gerard to really get designated players to actually play the games uh, Zlatan was an outlier in that. Christian Pavone has been an outlier in that. Jonathan Dos Santos can be an outlier in that. He can also be a really big part of the problem. So, um, yeah, between all those <laughs> things, the percentage of minutes played, uh, the, the, if we were going back to what was one of the biggest problems the LA Galaxy had this season, uh, having your designated players play less than 60% of the total available minutes, yeah. that will hurt you in Major League Soccer every time. Yeah, uh, I 100% get it. All right, here, before we move on, is there any name in either bucket that anybody really has a problem with right now. Alex, go ahead. Uh, worst player, I think we have to zoom back in there. He played too many games to not be in there. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I agree, I fair agree. enough. Fair enough. I gotta defend really I gotta bad. defend Zubak. We Come should not on. have expected him to do anything. Yeah, but he's the backup like, for Chicha. So you have <laughs> yes. he outperformed. <laughs> well, but that's not Zubak's, that's not Zubak's problem. That's the galaxy's problem. Okay, that's interesting. Well, Listen, we also could have just played Gordon Wild and uh, Cameron Dunbar and like, absolutely. I don't know what the hard on is for Gordon Wild. We saw him twice. Absolutely. Listen, yeah, yeah, no, I, in, in this, but absolutely not. Strategy, strategy. You're talking about fitting as much as you hate Zubac, you, which I'd be the number one person to tell you that Zubac never had it to be an MLS player. That was the the strategy that the Galaxy plays. That's the way GBS plays. So Zubak was the only fitting player. And as much shit as I talk about him, it's not his fault. Just to David's point, it's not his fault. It's not his fault that, Just, that, that, that he got to start. It's not his fault that the Galaxy wanted to write him checks. It's not his fault that the Galaxy made him a pro. So yep. Zubak yeah, was also tall really enough. He was also tall enough to play that uh, we still don't know how to cross on the ground game. Listen, and, and, and shout out and, and shout out to Chris Tucker, right? Because he brought this to my attention, and I was bugging out when Zubek. I when I realized this. Zubek, Zubek has been our only striker for quite some time now. Like the Galaxy has not come out and 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 look for a backup striker for quite a while. Like we had Zubek oh. 
backing up uh, Slatan. We got Subak backing up Chicha now. Like, it's not Subak's fault. It's the Galaxy for not looking for an my, additional backup striker, right? The front Can office. We, the front my, office Twitter, has, my Twitter is now a Cameron Dunbar stan account, so don't <laughs> come at me. The front <laughs> office well, has failed us with getting a backup striker for about three or four seasons. Yes. But if we want so. to look at expectations to what they contributed, even though I want this player to be the future of this team, Bavon was honestly a failure this season. What? His 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 biggest games came to this season. The guy went five, six games without an assist or a goal. He didn't contribute with, with clear chances to his players. I I personally said it when he came into this team, even with Slatan on the on the team on the roster, I said that. Moving forward, this was going to be probably that's your team. boy. Zero yeah, it, I, uh, <laughs> unpopular opinion. Well, I expected uh, more than 10 goals well, and seven assists from Kichan Pavon this season through 22 games. Well, last question if you didn't expect, if you didn't expect, if you didn't expect a combination of about 25 goals and assists combined, then I don't know what you were looking for for this DP. Look at the DPs that are around the league around his age, they're overperforming him. They're in the playoffs. Yeah, by what? hundred percent. But by what? Hundred percent. But goals, four goals. Yeah, yeah, listen, but 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 listen. Created goals and assists. I don't. I will take. I'm, I'm I will sorry. Take this bet. I'll, I'll take the. I'll take. I'll take the sponge. The the uh. So more Bob challenge and take a pint of whatever liquid you guys want. If you guys can find me a DP in the league, the same age as Pavon. Who didn't contribute towards clear chances created towards no. the playoffs? Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Right, Pavon with with, with with surrounded by studs, he's gonna be a stud, right? He was a stud surrounded by turds. Like you know what I mean? Like like he did well. He did well for a bad team. Uh, let's go, Alex, and then let's go with uh, Christian. So you're saying that he was surrounded by fiats? No, real quick. <laughs> Did Yoni play not enough games to be considered one of the worst players uh, for everybody? Is that why? No, well, I mean he's gone regardless, so that's why he's not mentioned. And he he was he was never really here. <laughs> yeah, he's on vacation. Uh, Christian, hit me with something. I know you had China. So uh, just two or three quick points to the point about Pavon underperforming compared to DPs his age and in his position. I mean, you look at what's going on in, in, in Minnesota United right now with Bebelo Rodriguez. And yes, I know it's not an equal comparison because he came in the middle of the season, but if you look at Bebelo Rodriguez, 13 games, one goal, seven assists and over 80, uh, 826 minutes, that's roughly the same position. You could extrapolate that over a full season. That's not numbers you really like. Um, I mean, but, but when we come back to the, the, the Zubac Chicharito comparison, I mean, Zubak or uh, Chicharito, 758 minutes played, two goals, zero assists versus Zubak, 787 minutes, two goals, zero assists. They they were equally the same player, which which then raises the scrutiny of like like it just it does feel like we're letting Zubak off because he's a kid that came through the Galaxy system. But like if you're at this level, you have to be held to the same accountability, right? Like you have to be held to a certain level of accountability. At, at the same time, at the same time. Like your club should recognize that and 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 hold you up to that, right? Because if you're not good, then you gotta go. And, well, and no he's question. been here. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, there's no question that the galaxy should have realized this experiment was not gonna work. Um, yeah, and actually worked to try and figure out 
you know, like a backup system. And, and then this goes back to the point that Josh was making earlier about when COVID hit, like maybe they were looking at this position and saying, look, we probably need to bring something else in. We probably need, Zubac's not a, a firm, safe plan here. So like, I do think, you know, it, 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 the, the striker position is weird for the Galaxy right now. It's, it's kind of the end point. Um, it's kind of the end point I was trying to make. I also was trying to jump in on that, you know, comparing Pavon <laughs> is underperforming yeah. compared to other DPs in this league at, at the same kind of position and thought. I hear you. Uh, let's go with Lewis and then we go with Ed. I mean, when you when you talk about your top three players and you can only think of top three players, you got to figure that the rest of the team really didn't live up to their expectation. Um, you know, I thought I was going to have a hot take by saying Jonathan was one of the worst players based simply on the expectation that we had on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I know we're talking about player rankings, but nobody has mentioned his name throughout this entire podcast, but it kind of seems that one of the worst names that you can possibly put on here, or one of the best names you can possibly put on here is Chris Klein, because at the end of the day, he is responsible for all of this. Is he not? And I know I opened up a can of worms with that, but he is responsible for all of this, right? Listen, uh, listen, uh, right now we did intro season, season review. We're going through rankings. The next step is off field. And I think we could, Go ahead and have half an hour, 15 to half an hour uh, bashing the FO. But for now, let, let's, let's try to keep it on field. Uh, and I hear you. I hear you. We'll talk about that. Uh, let's go ahead and then let's go Massa. So here's the thing. And we're talking about, um, you know, having Zubak as your as your backup. And now he's your starter for, for the season. It's been and it's been four. They, they, this FO has had four opportunities there you to go. get a backup striker or another striker. And even if you don't want to count this, the, the summer, uh, the summer, you start three transfer windows to get a backup striker. You, they knew what Zubac was. Come on. Yep. They've, they've seen him for three yep. years. They, they knew what Zubac was. Listen, and, 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 and that's why I interjected when, when, when Christian was talking, right? Because like, if you're getting paid to play, you're going to play. If you're not that good, that's not necessarily on you, right? Like, like your team has to realize, hey, you're kind of trash. We got to get rid of you, right? But if you're getting paid, like it, it if you say, "Yeah, hey, you're starting," you're gonna fucking start. <laughs> you know, what I, mean? I think that's easy. It, it wasn't Michael Ciani's fault that he was terrible, and the yeah. Galaxy wanted to pay him a dumb amount of money, even though he hadn't yeah. played in like a year and a half. Is the Galaxy making dumb moves, fault. right? Yeah. Listen, and, and let's talk off field. <laughs> yes. uh, let's go, Masa. Masa, before uh, before we move on, Masa, go ahead and and, and talk to me about. Want to back up my boy Pavon? Uh, oh, okay. With the Spenny take because uh, who won the Golden Boot? Uh, let's compare them. Same position. Uh, 14 goals, uh, 14 goals, four assists compared to Babon's 10 goals, seven assists. And he only won Golden Boot because he put four on us. Fucking bubble. So, what, I mean, I, you, you can't say that it was a bad season for Babon. Let, let, let me let me let me counter you. Right. And I'll counter you with this. We had a big promise and dreamy missing missing games right and my, my argument to that was like hey that first season he put up double digit goals had like seven assists and you're like yeah yeah but he was injured and and, and then the argument was like well Slatan got us in the playoffs and all that right all i'm asking for is if we're looking at the piece and we're talking about the piece we hold them up to the same standard but one is dope but one is really really dope but but one can't carry this team by himself right so we're talking about 10 to 20 million or maybe 8 million like josh has been calling for it, yeah, I guess expectations like you have to build a team around him and not rely on him just to kind of take us to the promised land, the playoffs and, and, and advancing. Right. 
And that's my fucking problem with it. Like, cause we've been talking about all these players who have been, the word, you know, have names and they have done stuff and then they'll provide the galaxy. They all don't get measured by the same, the same stick. Uh, Josh, you have something to say? Yeah, no, I mean, I think maybe we've, and it's a problem for me too. And, and what we saw with Slaton Ibrahimovic was ridiculous because, you know, mm-hmm. realistically he had nobody around him and he did ridiculous, amazing things that maybe we wouldn't see. He had a better team around him clearly, I think, than, than what we gave it credit for at the time. Uh, but having a look at that, I mean, David Beckham couldn't carry the team on his own. It was Landon Donovan. Yep. It was Robbie Keane. Um, so asking Christian Pavone to do what Zlatan did is, is just, we, we can't and, and we shouldn't. So put better players around Christian Pavone. Yeah. So that way he doesn't get triple teamed, quadruple team cutting across inside. And you're going to get the player that does this plus probably a little bit more. Uh, and when you do that, you're going to have a, a much better team, but this team it's, it, it was incomplete and you could see that through the season. Uh, Pavone didn't have the help. And if you give Pavone the help or at least take the pressure off, which is something I think we've been arguing for, for a long time, uh, even whenever we go back to Giovanni Dos Santos and saying, oh, well, if you could just take the pressure off of him and have it be shifted to somewhere else, you know, th- if you can do that with Pavone, he can be an $8 million player for you. That's that's oh. that's, that's my argument. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Oh, hold on, hold on. Spinny, 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 spinny. Before you go off, I'm, I'm giving you guys your time right now. Uh, let's let's move on because I, I know there's the, uh, the off-field Clement Klein talk. That talk is going to be good. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. Me and Rudy definitely appreciate everyone coming. Yes, uh, Rudy oh, did. You. Rudy did, did a lot of the work. I just had the idea, and Rudy ran with it. Um, but at the end of the day, we all love the galaxy and just have fun. So I think the fact that we all were able to get together at the same time and agree on that time is nothing short of amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. 100%. But, but let's, it, let's took, it, it took the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, by the, and, and by the end of the world, you mean yet another terrible galaxy season? Yeah, what else would it be? Go go back though and look at this. Uh, if you even go back to like 2014, right. right? 2013, there were not this many podcasters. I know because no, we, we were alone for a while. Yeah. The fact that all of you guys and ladies are here doing this is amazing to me blows my freaking mind yeah um there was nobody doing this before um 2009 except for dave denholm had the first la galaxy podcast back in the day um and that ran for a little while and then it went away um and now to see that there are you know five shows six shows i actually i think there's even more shows than are represented <laughs> here there's so i've seen some the seeds of some starting to be grown nice. again mm-hmm. um so just the different voices the different opinions it's it's amazing. It, at least it makes me happy to see everybody and all the different voices and the opinions and, and stuff like that, because uh, uh, people get bored of hearing the same people over and over again. And there's no shortage of opinions uh, throughout it, all of us. So you're all I amazing. Think, Thank you. I think and that's the- kind of the beauty of it too, though, is like, there's definitely a voice for everyone. Like depending on how you want to represent galaxy, there is a podcast for you in that realm. 
whether you're within a supporters group or you're not, like there's definitely a voice for everyone within like the collective uh, galaxy podcasting universe. It's really cool. And, and that's really it, right? Because you can listen to all these, all these shows. And yes, there's things that kind of overlap between us, but the opinions kind of vary from show to show, which is really all dope, right? Players. You get you get so many hours of, of Galaxy content every week uh, and it's super dope. So for I'm glad me, this honestly, is like happening. For me, honestly, the best part is when somebody listens to you and they can accept your opinion on it and be like, damn, I didn't think about it that way. Or you might have a point, you know, and maybe you didn't like the result of the game and it doesn't make it any better to listen to someone else's opinion, but you can at least view the game in a different way. Yeah. And, and vice versa. Right. And vice versa, too, because I, I, I've been I've been. I've been made change my opinion by 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 some of the listeners, right? We have conversations, and that's the beauty too—the conversations you have based on something, some something you said. Uh, and then they change my opinion. I'm like, hey, you know what? You're you're 100 right. I'll go on the pod the next the next weekend, kind of shut them off for changing my mind. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes it focuses like my thoughts on on things. If I list, if I'm listening to one of the other shows, and you know, Squadcast goes in one direction, I'm like, no, that's that's not really the way I saw it. I, I think if you mm-hmm. know, I'm I'm kind of an offshoot of that street that they were going down so um a lot of times uh you know like you guys said an opinion from one of the other uh opinions out there uh rechain you know kind of refocuses my um opinion on on what's going on in the galaxy even more so than my co-host because i my close co-host i just want to argue with them all the time (laughs) i think also i think also what's great is that each of us approach each of the podcasts approaches things from a very different angle right so it's if you want like a certain type of response or a certain type of analysis, you go to one podcast versus another, you know, like it, it, we all have a very different way of operating that speaks to a lot of different fan perspectives. Excuse me, Dave, we're, we're never wrong on the show. So <laughs> well, only, okay. only when Ben agrees with you, then oh, that, that's I know, I know for sure you're wrong. wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's where we're for sure wrong. <laughs> If you had to answer him, I don't know. <laughs> if you want an impassioned speech with theatrical music behind it, you go to Squadcast. Yeah. Cer- oh, listen, that's that's clutch, right? <laughs> yeah. Cer- certainly, certainly, Tucker is one of those personalities that, like, whether he's wrong or right, and most of the time he'll tell you he's always right. Um, <laughs> he, he commands. He commands the attention, and like. It even there, there was even a point in time where like it kind of bothered me a little bit almost where I'm like this guy man you know he just wants to pontificate oh geez he's got a good point oh that's smart <laughs> I've I've known him for 13 years now and it don't it's it doesn't get easier it's still like do stop hey but, child you know, it's it's the it's the always sunny uh, rule you know you just Y'all the loudest, and that's who wins the conversation. <laughs> yep, uh, yep, that's the chemistry here too. Uh, hey, chat, let us know if, uh, if everything's sounding right, everything's looking right. Let us know if you see anything that I didn't catch so far. And I'm step out. Sense. Just if it sounds Yeah, yeah, we're not making sense. I know that for sure. But you know, everything's sounding good. Everything's looking good. Uh, please let us know. Uh, I gotta step Should outside for a second. We're back. <laughs> I'll be buzzed after this beer. I can feel it. The, the chat is asking if uh, we're going to hear some war crime stories from Ben tonight. This is a Wait. special podcast. <laughs> Wait, so so where where are we live so I can go follow the chat? Straight from the stands. On, uh, straight from the stands. On the, on the YouTube channel? On the YouTube okay. channel, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so I just posted the, the live link uh, from our um, feed. So if you guys want to oh, go got it. Uh, see that one, you can find it there. 
All right, and uh, you know, before we get started, cheers, everyone. Oh yeah, cheers. Uh, no, I'm trying to follow the chat, but um, I'm on that screen cup. that wonderful uh, Palmdale Wi-Fi. So, mm, I, uh... <laughs> but watching the watching the the stream and then listening to it, it, it the the lag is kind of throwing me off. A bit. Right? Yes. Yeah. I had to get off. I had to take my devices that isn't my laptop off can we uh can we take uh tommy fam off the (laughs) the live chat (laughs) we're kicking fam (laughs) no brian 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 said how you're gonna keep him so sorry clipper nation is like when homer in the simpsons declared his own nation around his house like (laughs) brian and i will keep him show sir Oh, the Denver Broncos. Hey, hey David. Oh. Let's see. Let's see who can Wait, make. Are uh, we talking uh, shit on the Broncos? Hold on, hold on. Hey, David. Let's see who, who can uh, sneak in the the most Simpsons references. <laughs> Down. Well, we're talking- well, like Down. honestly, like Poogly, yeah, uh, Poogly people, uh, Poogly people. That one, that one even was like it threw me off. Like I, I'm, I'm old school Simpsons. Um, I just, I just had to prove to you that yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm real. The proof, the proof is there, man. There. The, the after kids. I think after like season ten, it's like my references are gone. But the first ten seasons, like I can pinpoint every episode. So as soon as it, your friend jumped on, you're like, I'm over this. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sixteen. I'm telling you. Anything, I'm anything with you. the cell phone in the in the episode, and I, you lost me. I. It really is too bad because like right when I stopped watching, uh, just because I couldn't keep up, uh, I started getting messages uh, this for this season saying like, "Hey, it's getting really good again." It's like, okay, I better. Yeah, get me better too. Um, I actually wanted to watch. Well, I actually did watch the uh, the Halloween special. Yeah. Did you see the Thanksgiving one last year? I did. Yeah, I did. There's a Thanksgiving ho- uh, tree house of horror. Uh, that's in the same style as the uh, Halloween episode. I'm gonna get uh, Disney I'm gonna Plus. Get Disney Plus get next Plus. to get ESPN Plus and Hulu Plus. I'm starting my Simpson Marathon right now. You gotta get on well, Animaniacs, I've been on my you guys. Marathon. I think I'm like on season seven. It's it's Animaniacs right now. Anyone yeah. wants to share yeah. That's why I'm Hulu. Because um, <laughs> hey, I, I have HBO Go. Somebody wants to, uh, you know? <laughs> I have start bartering streaming accounts? Let's go. <laughs> Michelle, text Go-Go. me what accounts you need. Chat, who's, oh, yeah? who's got okay. the Quibi account, chat? Like, anybody in the chat, <laughs> give me on, yes. on Quibi. Hurry up. <laughs> All right, y'all. You guys ready to get started? Should we get started? Yeah, let's get it. Nick on the chat. If no. we can give you badges, I would give you a badge for uh, but best fan on the chat. Right? All right, cool. <laughs> I think we're ready. Really. All right. All right. Let's do it.